I'm Ben Silverio. I'm Warwick Johnson. And I'm Ansel Birch. And it's time to party! Today's episode about Terminator 2 was recorded on January 7th, 2023. We are not doctors. We don't give medical advice. Please drink responsibly. Time to party. Judgment day. (laughs) That, there it is. There it is. Oh, wait, no, that's... That's the... That's Monday Night Football. Or AEW Dynamite. See, now Tony Khan has that stuck in your head. Yep. Before we really dive into it, Ansel, have you listened to our Terminator episode lately? I have not. I thought about doing it before recording today. Yeah, I planned on it too, and I just... T- the day went away from me. We'll just make I mean, I did listen to it like to eight it. times. That's so. true. <laughs> we'll just make some. We'll just make some wild callbacks to it and pretend like they're actually from the Terminator episode. There you go. Even though I was not on that episode, I'll still just be like, "Well, as we discussed in Terminator One, <laughs> the big thing I remember was uh, Michael the... B can't get it. Feet yeah, on the ground. Michael, yeah. Yep. Uh, wheels on the ground. Yep. Yeah, that was on it. Ground. Wheels we- on the bus. <laughs> Interesting. That was one of Aaron's drinking rules. Every time you saw uh, wheels on the ground, being up at a car. Uh huh. Yeah, I could see that. It happens a lot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Previously on Time to Party, Terminator Ooh. One. The important thing that everyone should know from Terminator One: Michael Bean can get it. Period. First, that's the first one. Two. Yep. John Connor Gigolo, right? Or no, pimp. John Connor pimp. Because he pimps yep. out his own father by sending him back in time, but first he made sure that he was in love with his mother before he goes back. That is wrong on so many levels. And really, it's... should we be trying so hard to save the kid in this movie? Because John Connor's an adult fucking creep. Okay? The whole thing is some weird time loop nonsense. Yeah. So that now everyone's all caught up. So let's dive right into Terminator hey. 3, Rise of the Machines. Oh, God. Oh, wait, no. <laughs> Party people, welcome back to the party. We here at Time to Party welcome you with open arms and all that jazz. Uh, we Come with us if you want to live. Come yes. with us if you want to live. Words to live by, thanks to Arnold Schwarzenegger, the star of the movie that we're covering this month, uh, T2 Judgment Day. And to talk about that, we have our very good friend Warwick Johnson. Hello, everybody. I don't know what that voice was. I think that was my radio voice. That's oh, your radio okay. voice? I guess. I don't know. Sure. Yeah, why not? Don't uh, tell us a little more about a, yourself. Uh, yes, hello. Uh, for those who don't remember me from the last Terminator episode, which I was not on. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I am a comic book writer slash uh, novelist slash grad student here in Chicago. Um, I like long walks on the beach and pina coladas, uh, getting mm. caught in the rain. And, uh, yeah, Terminator 2 is one of my favorite sci-fi movies. It is great. It's just a, it's just a terrific film start to finish. And I have seen every Terminator movie, but I have not seen the Sarah Connor Chronicles. So mm. I feel like I have a big blind spot, um, because there, that's, that's Lena Headey running around as Sarah Connor. With Summer Glow. Oh! Summer Glow! Summer Glow! Summer Glow! <laughs> um, which I don't. And that's it. That's all I know about the movie. Or TV show. It was on. 
Fox. Fox. Yes. Fox. So it's on Hulu, though. So maybe I'll start it. There you go. Yeah. So much it stuff can to only watch. be good. We've... So as we discussed last time on Terminator One. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's well, right. It, yes. Is... Ben, what do we do? What do we do in this first episode? Try to take over the world. Exactly. Oh, right. Um, yes, we here at Time to Party uh, like to give you a reason to revisit some of these classic uh, or not so classic in some cases. Uh, some of these classic movies um, by giving you a set of rules to follow, which doesn't sound fun, but we promise it is. Um, party games. <laughs> party games. We give you drinking and or smoking rules so that you can, uh, you know, have a good time while watching these movies. Or, you know, on top of the good time that the movies bring you. Uh, mm-hmm. We're enhancing your experience. It's like 4D. So much D. So in- much D. But instead of jets of water spraying you in the face, uh, it's drinking a beer while you watch this movie. Or smoking some crack, if you'd like. Wait, uh, that's what you mean by smoking, right? I mean, you can drink or smoke whatever you want uh, to these games. We're not doctors. We don't give medical advice. It's true. We're not going to limit you in your choices. But we're also not responsible. Fire up your speed balls, because we're getting right into it, right? (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Uh, So, Ben, how how many rules have you got? I don't. I do not have that many, honestly. Uh, I tried to think of more, and it's just like everything is so pushing forward that things just like happen. They happen, and then they move on. You uh, see a lot of repeating. Exactly. Motifs. This so, movie is all killer, very little filler. Very little filler. But I, I have three rules. Warwick, how about you? I have 17. No, uh, I think I could, I think I was, I thought of another one, so I'd say probably around four. But I was trying to think of one for each tier, and I had a lot more sips uh, than chugging a beer. So, um, yes. So I think four is going to be where I come in at. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, then let's start with, with Warwick. Uh, what's your first rule? So the first rule is you drink, take a drink every time Arnold Schwarzenegger fires a shotgun. Oh, God. you will get messed up in two scenes. For that's, sure. that's the only rule you need if you're uh, playing that's, with But that. you can do, to take two very small <laughs> sips every time Arnold Schwarzenegger fires a shotgun. Is the that's the the recommended dosage? <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, so a small drink every yeah. time you fire every time, and only Arnold. Only Arnold fires a so shotgun. So Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, comes into the comes into a bar, naked of course, finds a guy wearing leather because the one constant of all the term the T eight hundreds throughout history is that they are leather daddies, and that is remarkable. I think Skynet was like okay. Let's make our our killer robots to be giant Austrian men, but let's give them a leather fetish so that they're constantly wearing leathers. Because every film, Arnold Schwarzenegger wears basically the same outfit. And so I'm like, okay, that's got to be programmed, right? Don't we meet the person that the T-800 is based off of in one of the movies? There is a deleted scene deleted scene where they're like this is gonna be our model because it's like the perfect soldier and it's arnold schwarzenegger doing a bad kentucky accent and they're like don't worry we'll change that 
I this is a real this is the real thing that wow. happens in one of the deleted scenes. And you're like, okay, I get why that's deleted. Um, it's insane. Uh, the deleted scenes for this movie are actually pretty interesting overall. Um, there's one where they're performing an operation on the Terminator's uh, chip to make him learn oh, yeah, more yeah. human behavior. That's why he's able to smile. That's why he is doing that. And they filmed it by using uh, Linda Hamilton's twin sister. Oh. So they had oh. a mirror set. I'm doing air quotes. I forgot that this is an audio medium, so sorry, everyone. So there's a <laughs> finger quotes, mirror and finger quotes, set up. And Linda Hamilton was on one side with Arnold Schwarzenegger, and then her twin sister was on the other side, mimicking her motions with a dummy head so it looks like they're digging around in Schwarzenegger's brain. It's a very cool scene the way they did it, and it's a real bummer it gets cut out. What um, a great practical effect. Isn't that? Yeah. And, yeah, uh, having twins. They use, <laughs> yeah. they use Linda Hamilton's twin sister a couple uh, for a couple stunts in the movie. So there's still stuff with whatever. I can't remember what her name is. Um but there's still stuff with her in the film, but that was the big scene where you mostly see her digging around and stuff. And so I just thought that was really interesting. That is really um, interesting. But so when Leather, Leslie when Leather Daddy Terminator... Leslie. <laughs> Leslie, okay, yeah. When Leather Daddy Terminator gets the clothes, he also acquires a shotgun from a very befuddled bar owner. And then he ne- he's like, this is it. This is, this is my gun. And he gets like I don't. He must have stopped at a at a gun store and bought like a thousand. So rounds. much ammo. So exactly. much ammo. He is constantly firing this thing, and I'm just like, how, where where do you where did you get shells for it? And yeah. why why is that the one you stuck with? This like f- f- lever action. A old westy style shotgun that probably had, had held like what three or four shells like come on if man. that I mean, if that he definitely fired it as though it held four shells it looks like a two shell gun to me mm-hmm and he he literally brought it he carries it everywhere it's like oh we're storming this thing i'll be fine with just this one shotgun this is my hero shotgun now <laughs> my shotgun with four rounds Four rounds. So take a sip whenever you see Leather Daddy Schwarzenegger uh, fire off that shotgun. Wouldn't it be uh, Governor Leather Daddy? Governor Leather Daddy. Governor Leather Daddy is his formal title. Right. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Big shoddy Leather Daddy Governor Schwarzenegger. (laughs) Isn't that gimmick infringement? Is Lee Johnson going to get mad about that? No, he's in the factory. They they can't get mad about anything. They can't get mad about anything. They hang out with Aaron Solo. Yep. (laughs) uh leslie hamilton unfortunately uh passed away two years ago or three years ago now august of 2020 oh no why is everyone in this movie dying that is time has passed i am i regret to inform you i mean it did come out in 1992 so the last year was the 30th anniversary of terminator 2 and that is that is a sentence that has made me feel incredibly old (laughs) you can't unknow that it's I remember true. renting this movie on VHS and watching it with my brother. <laughs> I remember such a dated reference. <laughs> it was a block. We went to the Blockbuster Video and rented this on VHS to watch it. So that is how old I am, listeners. 
God, I remember when the the attraction at Universal Studios opened based on this ride. Ah. And it was cool as hell, and it would eventually be replaced by Shrek. It was a weird choice, though, to have the Universal ride entirely from the point of view of Edward Furlong's friend with the mullet. Because it's not a very exciting thing. Mostly you just play right. the arcade and you just don't snitch to the cops. So. It, it's just an arcade. Like, it's just you an just... arcade. <laughs> uh, listeners, if you don't know what movie we're talking about, uh, of course, this is the 1992 classic T- Terminator 2 Judgment Day uh, from 1992, directed by James Cameron. Uh, our good friends at IMDb tell us uh, this. A cyborg, identical to the one who failed to kill Sarah Connor, must now protect her 10-year-old adolescent son, John, from an even more advanced and powerful cyborg. 10-year-old adolescent son. Gotta make sure to cover all your bases there. Is he an adolescent? Is 10 still... So... I'm going to preface this by saying I don't know a goddamn thing about kids <laughs> at all, period. Uh, if someone were to be like, this is my son, he's five, I'd be like, okay, he looks like he's five. And if they were like, yeah, he's that 10, is a I'd child. Like, yep, sure. That, yep, you are a child. I don't know where <laughs> adolescence begins and ends. Um, a, a casual Google tells me it is from age 10 to 19. Wow. Oh, to 19? I, Adolescence is the phase crazy. between childhood and adulthood. See, so I, 10, I assume you're not a child anymore. So ten to twenty-five, then when you when you're kicked off your parents' insurance, man. There you go. Adolescence. <laughs> <laughs> what a time! What a time! Ah, uh, I miss my adolescence when I was drinking in bars. <laughs> <laughs> I just uh, assumed adolescence started at eleven. You know, you know, I'll be honest. I thought adolescence was like four to eight. Like I thought it. Was I really like, would have put it earlier. Yeah, I really. So like pre-teenage years after toddler. Right. I did not think that teenagers were adolescents. Mm. Uh, when someone's like that adolescent, I'd be like, oh, you mean like a seven-year-old, like a small, off small child, swing yes. set and eating dirt or something. You know, I'm like, yeah, that's an adolescent. But I guess it's. I guess that was wrong. So, <laughs> what if? What a fun edutainment. There we go. <laughs> On three time, three party, Tokyo Drift. There it is. Uh, how about you, Ben? What's your first rule? Uh, my first rule is take a drink every time a window breaks. Mm. Okay. Anytime anyone breaks a window. It doesn't have to just be Arnold. Uh, yeah. It could be anybody. Um, and you should probably just take a sip. Because mm, there's yeah. a whole lot of windows breaking. All over the place. A lot of broken glass in this, yeah. I did comment as the film was going on how high their stunt glass budget must have been. Oh, Mm. so Yes. Mm -hmm. In the first scene alone, how many of those windows in the bar get broken? (laughs) All of them. (laughs) All of them. Does the... Is there a door... Is there a window on the door that maybe survives? Uh, I don't remember. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I feel like when they're breaking into the the mental institution don't they does are they they're not able to break through the safety yeah they've glass, got that right? chicken wire glass so he like throw shoves them up against the glass and it shatters all over the floor ah uh, yeah okay yep yep i can see that so that counts that counts yeah for mm-hmm. sure yep nice. you don't have to go through it for it to break it's true that that, that is true 
Um, if you're like, if if you look at the glass and you're like, ah, I should really replace this before winter, then that counts as broken, right? Like so. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think that's that's where we put the line. That's the line, right? Where you're you're walking around in Modesto or wherever the hell this the movie is set, and they're like, and it's in Southern California. Reseda. Reseda. Yeah. yeah. Um, Didn't res- Oh my God. The same place that uh, last month's movie uh, centered on. Oh, yeah. Sir Calvin of Calvin, Yeah, Sir Calvin of Reseda. Uh, we're only doing movies uh, with a connection from, to Reseda this season. From 1992 with connections <laughs> to Reseda, California. So the, the next is the Young Bucks um, biography, right? There you go. The, we got to do that one next. I yep. guess we have to. <laughs> No, they're from Rancho Cucamonga. Oh, oh, sorry, you're right. Um, what, what's in Reseda? Is that where PWG that's where PWG is? used to be ah, before they okay. knocked down the building? <gasps> no. Yeah, Damn. that hall is no longer a place. Uh, so I believe they their new their new venue is in like downtown LA. Oh man, that is. Oh, I'm wild. I'm wrong. Kidding. King Arthur's Court is in '95. Oh, well, still a 90s movie. Wait, that is a 90s movie, right? Oh, they yeah. oh, yeah. bought the same year, though, right? Right. Yeah. Oh, okay, got it, got it. Free Jack was 92. That's what I was thinking. Oh, jeez. Free Jack. They're never going to free Jack. That's a shame. That movie was not set in Southern California. No Jacks are free. That's. <laughs> no, you got to pay for those Jacks. Mm-hmm. That's the whole mm-hmm. point of the movie. It's the... Jesus. The whole Mc, point of the movie. Mc, Seven million dollars of the merchandise. Mick Jagger's walking around and it's just like, hey, you gotta pay for that jack and runs over. It's <laughs> like, yeah, give me your money. Oh. <laughs> What's your name? John? Ah, that's too much. You gotta pay up. Yep. Too All close. Right. Too close to Jack. Too close. And then he was like, Emilio. Emilio. <laughs> Quick, before he regresses into Night at the Roxbury. Warwick, what's your next rule? Uh, my next rule is that you should... Okay, I, I, think, I, sh- I think I have this set as finish your drink, specifically oh. when Linda Hamilton gets blown up by a nuclear blast. So, ah. because it happens, I think, twice. We see a lot of nuclear explosions, but we see Linda Hamilton get nuked two separate times. Twice, yeah. yeah so, yeah, yeah. when that happens, finish your drink. That's yeah. a good one. Pretty harsh. Pretty harsh, <laughs> but you know, it's look, nuclear winter is harsh, okay? You think patrolling the Mojave is hot. So Yeah. Yeah. Makes you long for nuclear winter. Right. <laughs> God damn. Yeah. <laughs> Shout oh out God. to uh Fallout Fallout New Vegas, the one of the best games of all time. <laughs> I will die on that hill. Alright, my next rule. Uh so my first rule was take a sip because there are a lot of windows breaking. Uh, my second rule is take a drink. Uh, when the Terminator, t- specifically the T-800, uh, forget the T-1000 with this rule, uh, take a drink when the T-800 takes something literally. Mm. Mm. He is very much like a giant killer Amelia Bedelia in this movie, huh? It's, it's true. That's exactly. <laughs> in a lot of ways. <laughs> in a lot of ways. Weather was... Daddy Amelia Bedelia running around kneecapping people. <laughs> I, I thought that was James Cameron's inspiration for the, for the role. Uh, it, plausible, plausible. <laughs> Before or after he discovered Cameronium, right? 
Yes, that is a Future Man shout out. Everyone yes. watch Future Man. It's on Hulu. Go right it's now. It's so good. It's really good and horrible. And, by the way, <laughs> Cameronian is better than Unobtainium. Oh, Any yeah. day of the week. Absolutely. Okay, no, but so to get back to the nuclear holocaust that happened in this movie, I think of Terminator 2 more as a sci-fi dystopia than a time travel movie. It, if that makes sense. Oh yeah, I was gonna get get into that in the second episode, but because uh, so you're much right. of this, yeah. So pr- brief preview. So much of this movie is really more focused on the dystopia. You kind of forget that. Oh yeah, these killer cyborgs are from are from that future, in a weird way. Um, so I, but I think that's what makes it work well. I think that time travel is an, an integral part of it, and you can't divorce it from that and still have the movie make sense. And so I think it's very interesting that I the the nuclear explosion scenes, the the shots of the future and stuff. That's always what sticks with me with this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, two Terminator. I also appreciate Judgment Day. I really appreciate the moment in this movie where we finally see John Connor grappling with all of that. the The scene where they're on their way in the in the pickup truck, and he's like. Yeah, well, this is going to happen in 1984, or he's going to send my dad back in 1984, and I don't know, it's all kind of weird. And then we we never really get a chance for him to address it again, because everything else is just so go, go, go. But it was really cool to see them give that little moment of acknowledgement of this, like, existential, uh, I don't I don't even know, like, dread isn't the right word. Uh, confidence, like mm. his absolute confidence, like, okay, this is going to happen, then this is going to happen, then this is going to happen, and it all sucks, and everyone I know has been telling me that this is going to, how it's going to work since I was born. It's when, it's, it's when you see the seeds that were planted of John Connor, the leader, John yeah. Connor, the revolutionary, it's when you see those seeds start to blossom, is, mm-hmm. is, is that moment. You know? Yeah, I think um, the one where he, the one that sticks out for me is when he's talking about all the different generals and weapons people that like Sarah Connor had shacked up with to teach John about like how to be a leader, how to do these yep. things. And it's like, yeah, this kid who's 10 years old has basically spent his entire life being like trained to be a great man. And like you really see him kind of grapple with that because he had not had a father figure until this killer robot from the future um in a weird way you know um and i think that is what makes the movie work so well is all of that stuff um in that you know sarah connor is had a a horrible but important role in shaping john and she did Mm -hmm. it the best way that she could even if it wasn't even if it makes her a pretty terrible mother (laughs) yeah Wait. I mean, it's the question of how do you allow Linda Hamilton to still be the hero of this story when, which she absolutely is, yeah. but she's the hero on behalf of this other person that we are told is going to be the savior. So the hero and the savior are separate characters, and this is an extended sort of uh, exploration of that concept. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Really, this is clearly based off of... Uh... What's uh, Bob Belcher's favorite movie with Luis? Um, uh, something in Chick. Oh, Hawk and Chick. Hawk and Chick, yeah. 
Yes. Yeah, James Cameron uh, went into the future to be inspired by Hawk and Chick and well, just translated it into a dystopian time travel movie. To be fair, Hawk and Chick is a variation on Lone Wolf and Cub, which is I know. I was just, <laughs> I was just kidding. <laughs> that is fair. Yeah, the the buddy stuff with him and the Terminator is is really what makes the movie work so well, and I think that that's like the best part. I think everybody kind of feels that way. It's the best part, right? But we'll get to that. Yeah, we will get to that. <laughs> My last rule is uh, is a smoking rule. Um, and it's, it's more subjective, you know? So if you feel like this is, uh, happening on screen, then go ahead and take a hit. Uh, take a hit when the T-800 learns something about being human. Hmm. Okay. Uh-huh. That's good. Yeah. I like that. You know? So, like, when he's, uh, when he's, when he's adapting the language yep. that, uh, John teaches him, you know? Hasta la vista out of context uh is kind of dumb but in in context when you understand why he says it it's just like oh he's learning how to be more human that's when you really want to when you really want to shine someone on right (laughs) we're gonna talk about that we're gonna get there we're gonna talk about that we gotta mention it (laughs) nice (laughs) um yeah mine is sort of similar which was uh the so my my we can call my last one is to take a hit of your drug of choice, hard or otherwise. We're not we're not cops here. Um, is uh, take a hit every time um, John Connor and the Terminator, uh, or every time the Terminator is John Connor's father figure. So it isn't even when he's learning the human stuff. But uh, there are so many like sweet, touching moments between the two of them that it's just like oh, it's just almost endearing. Um, but. I'm gonna I'm gonna change it so that it's not completely uh, aping what Ben is saying. So I'm gonna flip it on the other side um, and wet, and then make it specifically when John is when John's the one that gets something from the Terminator, whether it's validation or you see his like leadership stuff. You know ah, that makes that might make it a little too vague. Shoot. All right. Well, whatever. Do whatever you want. We're not. Whatever. whatever yeah. We, yeah. It's, all, are, it's open good. to yeah. interpretation. It's open to interpretation. So when uh, when the Terminator is a father figure to John, do whatever you want. Yep. Snort, snort that line. Uh, I wanted to throw in a shot rule Oh yeah. for every time you see the Terminator's exposed skeleton. Ooh. Oh. Yeah. Specifically his exposed skeleton or a Terminator's exposed skeleton? So does uh, ooh, the... if we say any Terminator's exposed skeleton, that might be that might be too much. That might kill you. Let's uh, especially yes. in the opening scene. The opening yeah. scene, yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking. That that becomes not a shot rule anymore. I think my favorite moment. Um, I think I think if it's specifically the good Terminator, Leather Daddy Schwarzenegger, I think if it's specifically him, uh, that that works pretty well. Because my favorite moment is where it's like, okay, Miles Dyson, this is a killer robot from the future. Show him. And he takes (laughs) his entire forearm off. And I'm just like, you didn't have to go that far. Bro. (laughs) That was maybe maybe too much, my friend. It's like, like, oh, you could have done like a finger or something, you know? Um. 
And I, I guess what I was thinking is if you if you did it when you saw the the arm first in the in the lab, mm. and then again when we see him rip his own arm off in the in that scene. Oh yeah, because technically uh, the one in the lab is his. But it's another version. It's of another, another version of yeah. him. Okay, not uh, all turn. Not all T eight hundreds are the same. You robot. You robo cyst. Uh, so I guess robot anytime we racist. see the exposed arm skeleton of a T eight hundred. All right. Take a shot. And uh, yeah, and then got very you, specific. All if, of a sudden, if you're feeling froggy at the end of the movie when his uh, when he's got the metal skull exposed mm-hmm. for like 20 minutes, just keep pouring, just keep doing those shots. <laughs> Waterfall. <laughs> Waterfall. Oh my god. <laughs> just be like um, Jim Belushi at Animal Farm. Not Animal oh, Farm. Oh god. House. Wow, that's a very <laughs> different movie. It's a very different film. Oh man, Jim Belushi would have killed it in Animal Farm though. Oh my god! As as Napoleon, the uh, yeah. the pig that takes over the farm, and and we learn that capitalism is bad, and then we still we're still learning that lesson like forty years later. Like oh. thanks Orwell. Yeah, right. S- some people didn't read the book in class. Is what I'm learning. Yeah, or they didn't understand it. Where they're just like, it's funny talking animals. Like okay. talking animals. What's a trotter? What's a trotter? <laughs> We're all just that old horse that gets sent to the glue factory by his fellow animals. That's what we are. Wow. Yeah, it's got dark. It's dark, uh, too. Everybody strap in. It's Judgment Day. This yeah, isn't some walk in the park up. Terminator 4, Rise of the John Connor, or whatever Terminator 4's tagline. I don't dark know what Terminator 4 is. Dark Fate is six. Six? Dark Fate is six. Dark Fate is the most recent one. So Terminator 4. It's not Genesis. Salvation. Okay, Rise Salvation. Of the Salvation. Yes. This isn't Salvation, where it's all happy and, and Christian Bale is there. No, this is nitty and gritty. And Richard uh Richard oh, Bone. Anton Yelchin was in that one. Yeah, he was. Yeah. R.I.P. Anton Yelchin. Oh man. Yeah, so party people, hopefully. You have enough rules that you are motivated to go and rewatch T2 Judgment Day. Honestly, I mean, you probably don't even need the rules, right? You just want to watch this awesome movie again. Um, we brought it up and you're like, yeah, I haven't yep. seen that in a while. Absolutely. And if you want to play hard mode, you can go back and do the rules from our first episode, Terminator 1. And if you're, you for go. those at home, you have to take a drink every time you want to bang Michael Bean. You have to take a drink every time there's a dated 80s reference. And you have to finish your drink every time the Terminator says sweet, sassy, molassy. You'd be surprised he says it a lot. All right, folks. It's, it's weird how often it comes up. It's weird comes how often it comes up. It comes up a lot. Don't bother going back to listen to the Terminator 1 episode because those are the rules. I remember it because I was there. <laughs> it's true. That's everything he just said I'm going to agree with. I, my my hope is that Aaron listens to this episode and she's like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say any of those I didn't things. Say, he never says sweet, sassy, mo lassie. Spoilers. <laughs> Why, yeah, you oughta. He says it a lot in Terminator 3, for the record. Terminator 3, Arnold says sweet, sassy, mo lassie so much that I'm just like, okay, like, maybe we should cut this script down a little bit. Um, I don't know who directed that movie. Uh, Not James Cameron, probably. Catherine Bigelow. 
I don't know. She did not do. She did not direct Terminator Three. I don't think she did. <laughs> no, she did not. But she did direct Point Break, so I always have a place for her in my heart. <laughs> All right, kids. While you are, you know, respectfully remembering Catherine Bigelow's awesome career, you can find us on the internet. <laughs> I'm at B Silverio Twenty on Instagram. Twitter and Hive. I am at Warwick underscore Johnson on Twitter uh, for now, and I don't have any other socials, so keep it to yourself. I am at Indecisionist on Twitter and at The Indecisionist on Instagram. Special thanks to April Moralba for our podcast art and to Marlon Longit of Marlon and the Shakes for our amazing theme song. This has been an Indecisionist production. Show notes and transcripts are available at Indecisionist.com slash time to party. That's time, the number two party. If you want to join the conversation, you can use the hashtag time to party. That's time the number two party. You can also join us at hashtag time the number two party. And you can also do it at hashtag Warwick stop saying time the number two party. Yeah, listener poll. Do you want us to stop doing that joke? Because we have been doing that bit. Your options are yes. No, and then the third option, which is the correct option, is I don't care. I do it because it makes me happy. <laughs> yep. I thought the third option was going to be yes, but in all caps. Yes. But <laughs> <laughs> and we, uh, ever since time yes, we've been doing all, that. Yes, but in all caps, in caps. <laughs> <laughs> oh if you God. want us to stop using the hashtag time the number two party, just tweet us with hashtag yes all caps but put those all in caps and write all of that out just like it's a bojack horse uh party people as we slowly descend into madness we just want you to remember to be excellent to each other and party on dudes oh fuck it's brian cage <laughs>